life as a house. You know, we've been talking about these different structures of a house. We, we began with considering the foundation, how important that foundation is. And, and Don Bowden um, kind of had a conversation with us. And we, if, if you have a chance, watch those. Go back and watch those videos to hear Don Bowden and Dennis Carlisle architects talk about what structures mean to a house, how they are designed and how they are built and, and what, they, what is their purpose and, and what makes them good and solid. Well, for a foundation, what makes it good is that it is it's it, it, the the as they as outside forces continue to wage battle on this on this structure on a house the structure be built up on this firm rock structure to flex as it needs to flex to these outside about that until this conversation with Don. And then we, you know, we talked about the porch and Dennis, as we, as we, you know, we were able to go and sit um, and, and just talk on his front porch and, and, and how inviting and welcoming that is. And we talked about this idea, this notion that the front porch acts as a transition space from the outside world towards the inside. It takes us out of the heat and out of the elements. Gives us some safety, some security, some some comfort as we prepare to move indoors. And then as we make our way across this, past the front door, he, he talked about how the, that front door is to serve purposes. It is to be a barrier to outside, the unwelcome outside, to be a, a sign of welcome, of invitation. And when that door swings open, To this inner space. Well, we sat down with, with Don Bowden again this past week to talk about these inner spaces, these inner rooms, and he talked about, um, among many things, but he talked about these transitions from outside to inside, and then getting into the life of the house, the life of the homeowner, the life of the family. You're, you've been invited in, and, it, and if you're invited, well, you're wanted to be there. It's the desire of the homeowner, those who live there, for the guest to be there, to find a sense of, of purpose, to find a sense of welcome and, and a continued invitation. And we find ourselves life in this inner space. And I ask him, well, what is the purpose? What makes for a good in And basically the answer is the so you, we find ourselves in our own, if you think about your own homes and, and our own houses and how they differ from our family members, but they serve our purpose. They fit us. And they allow us to live life, move to the next, and allow other people to come in and define welcome and a sense of belonging in this space, a sense of comfort. A little further on these inner spaces, we begin to, to think about how these inner spaces begin to reveal something about the homeowner. Of the homeowner. A little more about each other. We have pictures 
see ourselves inside these spaces that are important to those who are living in this space. We see paintings, works of art, the flow of room. Which rooms are to the homeowner? Which, which room means that space to the next? Where we gather, where we talk, where we learn. So keep this in mind as we continue to think about from a front this, this, this symbol, this an invitation that acts as a transitional space to the front door that is a symbol for us of justifying to belong. We actually belong in the house. And as we these interior spaces, we learn more about the homeowner. We learn more about God's grace and how we belong and what it means to belong. As I think about this life memory, I upon my, my life as a, as a young boy. And, my, and my, my earliest memory of going to my grandparents' house who lived... They lived in St. Mark's, Florida, which is 20 miles south of Tallahassee. It's on the coast, and it sits in between two rivers, the St. Mark's River and the Wakulla River. And in the, in the, in the middle of this, of this confluence of these two rivers sits St. Mark's, Florida. It's a tiny place. When I was a young boy first going to St. Mark's, there were probably less than 500 people that lived there. It was tiny. There were two or three paved roads. The rest were all dirt roads. And that, it's the kind of dirt, it's, it's white and sandy, and it feels damp. It's, it's like a limestone dirt. It, it's just, it, it's different. It's very, it, even in the driest of summers, it always felt damp to my bare feet. Well, my grandparents lived on one of these dirt roads. And we would pull off that dirt road into their front lawn, and the lawn was covered in that wide blade St. Augustine grass. It was like a wonderful thick carpet. And 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 over this yard, over this this in this house, this cottage, was this enormous oak tree, and it just cast an incredible cooling shade over the entire front lawn and over the house. Well, when you pull up to the house, one of the things you notice. If, you're, if you are a, a sailor or a navigator, and if you're at night, the, the apex of the roof line the, points to the North Star. My grandfather built this house with his own two hands, and he built it so that that point always was at north, the North Star. I don't know why he did that, but he took great pride in having done that. And so we would pull up to this, into this grass and step out of the and then there was a short path, a concrete path, that led to this front porch of their little house. The house itself was like maybe one and a half rooms wide. Maybe, I guess it was two rooms, but these were not big rooms. And, and the end of the front of the house was a screen porch. 
And so you would take this from the grass to this little concrete path and up two or three little concrete steps. The, the house was raised up about two and a half to three feet. And then you'd open this wooden screen door with that metal mesh screen and you take that first step on the front porch. My grandfather was usually out there. My grandmother, everybody called my grandfather Mr. William or Mr. Bill. And, and my grandmother was Allie Mae. You just called her Allie Mae. And if you didn't really know her, you called her Miss Allie Mae. And they were usually out there. And, and my grandmother was usually drinking iced tea. And my grandfather was usually drinking a cup of coffee. And this was not, um, this was not coffee of today's standards. This, this would have been Sanka or Taster's Choice, instant coffee in a white porcelain mug and a cigarette in the other hand. And this is where we found him. Most every time we would pull up, that's where they would be. And so you'd, I, I would open that screen door up and, and I'd take up and you had to look down where you're just looking down you can still see those plank boards of the of the, of, the, of the front porch. They were painted gray. I can still see some of the knot holes in those boards and I can still feel that iron screen on my hand as, it, as I let it go and then it's clapped shut. And I can still hear my, my grandfather laugh and smile and just cackle because he loved to see us come. His laughing began about the time we pulled up. My grandmother would be just beaming. And that's where we would gather, is on this front porch. Now, I was very young, but I loved being on this front porch with my grandfather, who told incredible, fantastic tales that there is no way many of them could be true. It's just not possible. And I would ask, is that I'd say, Dad, is that true? Did, that, did it happen? He said it did. You never knew for sure. But oh, he could weave tails on that front porch. And I would sit on those front steps or I would pull out the, the ottoman from the, from the living room and just sit and just to hear. Now, I can't remember all those stories. Sadly, I cannot remember. But I remember the experience of being on that front porch. I can still smell the cigarette smoke and the, and, and the breeze bringing in the, the smell of the marsh from the rivers. I can still hear the laughter and I can still feel just this incredible welcome and wonder on that front porch. And that's just on the front porch. People would drive by or walk past and they couldn't help but you know, pause long enough to say hello, maybe even walk up and get a cup of coffee and, and share this weaving of stories. Now, on either side of the floor were these antlers. And they were kind of like the sentries of the front door. And we would walk through that front door across that threshold into this small little living room and had green carpet, some hunting dog pictures and a, and a sofa and two reclining chairs and another chair with the, with, with the ottoman and a small little coffee table and this little, this little window air conditioning and it was mounted into the wall just working overtime. 
to keep that house cool. And it was, it was like an icebox coming in from that screen porch. And it was always, it felt a little darker in there. And it was always nice and cool. And it just felt so comfortable. And we would sit there and watch the news. Or there used to be a show that would come on. I don't know when it was on, but we would watch the reruns. I'm not quite old enough to watch the Grand Old Opry, but we would watch reruns of Minnie Pearl and we would laugh and smile with Minnie Pearl and all of the people from the old Grand Old Opry show. Or we would watch you know, Lawrence Welk or the news and we would talk politics and we would talk about the church and we would talk about life and we would, I would learn more life lessons coming from the front porch into that interior room where I knew that I belonged. From the moment I crossed over that threshold, I belonged and I knew it. I was part of the family and I felt it. And as people would come in, uh, neighbors and other family members and friends, you could see it on their face. They just belonged there. And we would share in life. Well, we would walk past the that two recliners into a small doorway and there was the kitchen. It was a small galley kitchen. And, and the main feature of this galley kitchen was the gas stove and oven because that's where all the action took place. And it was hot. If it was cool, it was burning hot in that little kitchen. And my grandmother would be in there just, I mean, cooking up a storm. You could hear the chatter. You could hear the pots and the pans. And some of the finest fried chicken I have ever put in my mouth came out of that little galley kitchen. And I cannot tell you how good the green beans and the potatoes and the peas and the okra it, and the desserts. Oh my goodness, the desserts. I won't even go into that. We'll save it for Thanksgiving. But let me just tell you, life in this house was unfolding for me. As I went from the front porch across the threshold into that living room and then into, into the kitchen where we would sit on this little oak table that sits today and we would talk about life. And I would hear more stories about hunting and fishing and wood and rivers and shoals and flats and deep water. And I would hear about deer and bears and panthers and bobcats and turkeys. And it was all fantastic and I was just wanted to consume it. What a life that was lived and revealed in that little house. At night, St. Mark's would grow oh so quiet. And it was dark. And we would beds and there were bookshelves of the beds and my grandfather had placed Desk lamp on the fluorescent desk lamps, and we would lie there at, in the in the quiet of the night and read these stories from True Detective and True West and Frontier Tales, and we would read the Bible passages together, learning more and more about what it means. To be in this house. About who my host is, my grandmother is, my family is, and what it means to be a part. This was 
a lesson in God's grace, and I never knew it. You see, when we're in these inner rooms, when we've crossed the threshold that Jason talked about last week, and talked about that front porch and the door and the threshold, we, we are crossing over at God's call and His justifying grace that says we in this space. And Leanne tells our that justifying grace tells us that this is the kind of grace that accepts us just as if we belong here. Justifying grace is God's way of allowing us into the house to belong. And when we're here, when we're in this sanctuary, when we're in those inner spaces of God's grace, we are learning more about God and ourself and our relationship with God and our relationships with others. And that's what sanctifying grace is. Sanctifying grace is our maturity in the faith about learning more about who we are and what we're called to be, about renewing our mind and our spirit. That's sanctifying grace. God moving us to be separate from the world from which we, in which we live, to be perfect, more perfectly human as we were created to be. Sanctifying grace is about growing us to be more perfectly loving. How we love one another, how we love God. We're moving towards perfection in love, which brings our relationships nearer and dearer. And this is what ha the life in the house is ab about. It's what it's like. It, it, it's, it's this whole life that we find with God that gives us meaning, that gives us purpose, that gives us a sense of fulfillment and comfort and courage in our call to be the people of God, to be God's family. Now let that sit down. Let that sit with you for a little bit. Because this is, our life as a house is about our whole life, our whole being, how we live in the world, how we live with one another as a community of faith, as individuals, as followers of Christ. My grandfather, as I said earlier, he, he built his house. He built on a firm foundation. As he built his house some 90 years ago, it has survived and weathered countless storms. It has seen two or three additions and renovations. The birth of three children and I don't even know how many grandchildren and great-grandchildren and great-great-grandchildren. His house was built on a firm foundation that allowed him to build up and to expand and to live a life that was secure and comfortable. 
that was welcoming and inviting, that was revealing as to who he is. But more than that, more than having built this incredible little house, he found life in the grace of God. He found faith on the foundation of the life and the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And today, my grandfather and my grandmother, they're buried in a little corner lot of the city cemetery in St. Mark's, Florida. It's literally a stone's throw away from their front porch. And for me, I am reminded that in life, the grace of God goes before us welcoming us and inviting us as a front porch. The grace of God justifies us to belong inside the house as if we pass over the threshold and through the front door. And when we find ourselves inside, we find ourselves being sanctified by the grace of God, understanding more, becoming more faithful, of who we were called and created to be. And I'm also reminded that even in death, we are never out of view of God's great grace and love. Thanks be to, to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Amen.